Will the Hornets finally move on from one of the veterans on the roster? We'll preview the game against Brooklyn. And then Doug has a surprise segment. I have no clue what it's going to be, but we'll discuss it all today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Today's episode. Game Time? Yep, Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, <laughs> and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. That's Doug Branson. You can catch him on his sub stack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. Go check out all that Charlotte Hornets content. And I'm Walker Mail. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m., 92.7 FM. And if you're watching us on YouTube, which you should be, you can make us your first listen there, then you can see now I am the one with an old but different background now. There is the fish tank. It's barely, you can barely tank. see it in this frame, but the fish tank is right there. And uh, we'll might, we might have to bring out the fish puns. We talked about that a little bit. I know a couple people brought them to the table last time. Rachel did an excellent job when she sent in a bunch of fish puns. So maybe we can roll with that today. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn game, uh, yeah, Brooklyn game tonight. Uh, Harry Gills the third on that <laughs> roster. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Brooklyn Fishnets. That's who they're going to be playing hey, tonight. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, We're rolling. boom, baby. Yes, uh, yeah, and and just to let everybody know, so with the construction going on the house, liter- and Doug can attest to this, as soon as he pressed record on the cold open, that is when the power drill revved up to where I could not hear anything other than the power drill on the outside. And so I said, hey, I need 10 minutes. Let me set up in the other room. And now here we are. So we're trying. We try, Jennifer. That's the best thing we can do. Well, I can't attest to anything because I've never done construction on my house to add a seventh bedroom, you know, and a spa room. So, no, I can't attest to that. I don't make that sweet, sweet radio professional money. Oh, yeah. I make no, podcast should, money. <laughs> no, you should come out and, and check the sauna, and then maybe we can, you know, drink some wine and stuff like that. That'll be great. Ooh. That'll be excellent. I don't know why I took it so romantic. Let's <laughs> I move don't on. Know, but I like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This, we are, we've become very close as a podcast. Let's move on very quickly. So, Gordon Hayward trade rumors. You see it in the first bullet uh, point on the tag board. And there are some out there. Doug, why don't you tell the people what the Gordon Hayward trade rumors are and whether you might be interested? Oh boy, I don't know. I didn't have my rundown up. I wasn't ready for this, but I will tell you that That's okay. I got it if you want me to. So, okay, yeah. here's the thing. Yep. So, Charlotte, so the, there are reports that the Hornets are getting multiple calls on Gordon Hayward and that there are multiple playoff caliber teams that have Whoa. called to gauge Gordon Hayward's trade availability. That's what Hoops Hype has learned. Now, in that article, Charlotte is focused on getting healthy and competing for a playoff spot now. <laughs> However, if Charlotte remains on the outside of the play-in picture, the Hornets could give number two overall pick Brandon Miller more minutes at small forward by moving on from Hayward, who turns 34 years old in March. Okay, so with that being said, I didn't mean to throw throw that at you. I apologize. But now that you know the details with this report, is is this going to happen? Are they going to trade Gordon Hayward right before his contract ends? We've been thinking this was going to happen for a long time, uh, and and it hasn't happened. And now it seems like 
that if it did happen, it would almost be at the detriment of the team because Gordon Hayward's contract is finally going to be lifted off of the books. And there is some concern that if they did deal with one of these playoff caliber teams, whatever, that they would have to bring back some kind of bad situation in order to obtain something that they would want, which is like future draft picks and things that typically you would acquire when moving a player with an expiring contract. Uh, but we'll have to see. I'm, I'm curious as to how these rumors got out there. Um, if this is the team, uh, you know, subtly leaking that, hey, you know, Gordon Hayward will be available. And, oh, yeah, listen, we're, we're but listen, we're trying, we're still trying to make the playoffs. He's not available. And multiple playoff caliber teams. We're talking to a lot of, oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, that was another playoff caliber team trying to talk yeah. to me right now. Like, is that that kind of situation or what? I don't know. I don't know what to make of this because, like, if you look at Gordon's stats, this season, I'm not sure that he's like entirely attractive to a playoff caliber team. We're not talking about a guy who's playing his best basketball. We're talking about a guy right now who's playing the worst basketball of his career sans rookie season. I mean, you know, in terms of his shot efficiency, um, he's in the like third and fourth percentile in terms of true shooting, effective field goal percentage. His numbers in the mid range, which is like what Gordon Hayward does offensively like that's what you're buying is mid-range that's totally in the tank he's shooting 32.7 percent from the mid-range which is bottom but near bottom of the league so I, I don't I don't know what playoff caliber teams would be buying yeah I, I do think that Gordon Hayward for playoff teams I do think he is a perfect buy candidate because even if Gordon Hayward is 34 and he's not going to get any better I at least compared to what he was last year I don't expect those numbers to be that bad the rest of the year. And so if you go after Gordon Hayward and he might be able to help you off the bench because a playoff team is not starting Gordon Hayward, but the real value is the getting the $30 million off of the books thing. So the playoff caliber teams, yeah, they might want to go after Gordon Hayward and give up something, but also that means they're going to free up $30 million in cap space mm, this upcoming mm-hmm. off season. Mm-hmm. And so the playoff mm-hmm. caliber teams, are then going to have a bunch of cap space to then make those playoff caliber teams better. So at least that's the thought in free agency once a bunch of players hit the market. And so now you're right, Doug. It doesn't mean that I think Gordon Hayward is so valuable on the floor that you can't get rid of him. That's not what this means at all. You're right. He's not playing well whatsoever. What it does mean is that I want that 30 mil myself. <laughs> that's a, I want that space. It doesn't mean that the Hornets are going to make great <laughs> use of it, but at least there is an open door. At least you get off of this contract that you've had for a while. It's not been a great one given his injury history, but now it's almost an asset, his contract. And this is somebody that I don't expect to continue to shoot as badly, as poorly as he is. Last thing for me, Brandon Miller's already getting a lot of minutes. Like, I'm fine with giving Brandon more, but Brandon, it, Gordon Hayward is not taking a ton away from him. If you look, he's averaging about 30. If you look at what he's done in the month of November, even in October, when it was Gordon Hayward out there too, he was still giving you over 30 minutes. He's averaging Brandon Miller 32. uh, Excuse me. I'm sorry. That was Gordon Miller, but he's still averaging over 30 minutes a game. That's what Brandon Miller's averaging. So it's like that. That's enough for me. If if you want to give him 34 a game. Okay. But I I don't want to give up $30 million just to create that extra two minutes.
Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, you would at least get to slot Brandon Miller at some point in the position that he, I think, will ultimately play, which is the three and not the two. So, he, But the problem is that if he starts a significant portion of the rest of the season, he goes from getting cooked by Jalen Brunson to getting cooked by R.J. Barrett in the Knicks example here, right? Like the, the problem that we noted defensively for him, like good defensive player will be, a, I think, potentially a great defensive player in the future, but he doesn't have the size to guard big threes and he doesn't have the quickness to stay with, uh, you know, super quick twos. And so you're going to see that continue to play out if he were to start significant amounts of time. They're going to have to figure out a way to, to deal with that. And that's fine. Figure out a way to deal with it because that's ultimately going to be the player, you know, two, three, four years from now that is anchoring your team. So ultimately, I'm fine with that. I just kind of wanted to put that point out there. The Hornets have an issue. And that issue is that they should probably move Gordon Hayward as quickly as possible before he does get injured. Like every game that he plays, you risk another injury. And then it suddenly, and we've seen this happen before. Like I'm sure. They would have had trade opportunities in years past to get off this money, but he ends up getting injured before the trade deadline. But the max value that you can get for Gordon Hayward is not going to happen on November 30th. It's going to happen on, you know, uh, January 31st or whatever, 30 days out of September. Yeah, January 31st. Like, that's going to be your max value right before the trade deadline. And the other weird issue is that. If you trade Gordon Hayward for draft picks and whatever salary machinations have to happen to make it happen, you're essentially as an organization saying, okay, we give. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're not a play-in team. We're not focusing on that anymore. But then you're what, what does that mean for the front office? Because like to me, it's like it's play-in or bust for this front office, for this coaching staff. So the same front office that would be throwing in the towel would essentially be throwing in, <laughs> I guess they're uh, throwing in their whole their desk, their office, and the, you know boxing their stuff up and leaving. Because that would be to me that would be it. Uh, so it's it's a weird situation overall. It is, yeah. But, but I do Walker, I do have a perfect candidate to All trade right. for Gordon Hayward, and I can tell you next okay great tease coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast don't go to sleep on the hornets just yet doug will give you that delicious nugget and we will preview the game against brooklyn tonight but not before we talk about game time game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase that's why this episode is brought to you by game time you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. It's that easy. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets, and they have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place, the place, to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, and you can download the Game Time app and create an account. Use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. More Locked On Hornets ahead. Doug, you're right. I didn't think about the aspect of the front office probably not going to be here anyway. And so what they're trying to do theoretically, what their job is to do is to set this franchise up the best it possibly can be for the future. But the future does not mean them that they are not a part of the future. And so now I go back, it's a different situation 
But I always think of Stan Van Gundy in this situation, which I guess there is the close connection to Steve Clifford here. But when Stan Van Gundy had control of being both the coach and roster and was the GM, Mm -hmm. he goes all in for a Blake Griffin trade. Mm -hmm. And he goes all in for Blake Griffin to help him right now when he was on the hot seat. And Blake Griffin and the Detroit Pistons, they get to the postseason. He was actually really good for the Pistons. But it wasn't about Blake Griffin. It was about how much better did that make their team and set them up for the future. And they get to the eighth seed, get destroyed, I think, in like four games. I think it was a sweep against Milwaukee. And that was it. That was the most success that that Blake Griffin team really ever had, I believe. And so you're making the decision for yourself because you can understand. You want to do everything you can to keep your job. And so that seems like a good idea at the time. But it's probably not a great idea for the franchise. And so is that something that Mitch Kupchak is going to do? Look, I very different situations with Stan and Mitch, but it's the same idea as far as am I going to make something? Am I going to make a move now that benefits me or at least that I think has a shot at giving me some more life? Or am I going to try to do what's best for the organization in the future? And that's a dicey situation with Gordon Hayward on the books right now. Oh, definitely. Now, do you want to hear my, that's all great. Uh, the very smart things that you just said wow. there, do you want to hear, yeah. let's give the people what they actually <laughs> want, which is a, a mock trade. Everybody wants the mock that's trade. That's true. That's true. So do you want my perfect candidate for a Gordon Hayward trade? Yeah. At this give point? me your mock trade. Come on. Let's hear it. So I haven't, I don't know that I have the exact terms down, but I'll tell you how I stumbled upon this team. I was looking for, because I'm, I'm asking myself, like if they trade Gordon Hayward, obviously draft picks could be a thing that you acquire, but could they come away with a player that would help them at the two positions that I think are most of need right now, which is a backup point guard or... Uh, or or somebody that could take some actual starting point guard minutes while LaMelo is out. And then the center position, they need a center that can shoot or a big that can shoot um, to provide some more spacing in that big rotation. And right now with Nick Richards out, they just need a backup big. So I was looking for a big that can shoot, and I found Dario Saric, who, but the contract too small. But he plays for the Golden State Warriors. Now let's mm-hmm. think about what's going on in Golden State Warriors land right now. Talk about a team that needs to shed some salary. They've got some interesting uh, situations that they're coming up on. You know, Clay Thompson not playing well right now, but is so liked by that core that losing him would be, I think, detrimental to the team's morale such that you're going to prevent future playoff runs, future championship runs. So maybe they're finding ways. How can we find some ways in the books here? I think a Gordon Hayward trade might do it. And there's another player that they have that was just traded to them that is also a point guard. Who do you think I'm talking about? From North- Are you trying oh, well, to bring him home again? Are you trying, trying to bring, to bring him, home him home again? I'm talking about Chris Paul. <laughs> who, who, listen to this. Has a $30 million contract. So 30 and 9 uh, with Sharich. I don't know if that trade exactly works with Gordon Hayward. Okay. $30 million. But get this. Next season? It's only partially guaranteed beginning in June. So you could dump that contract. Both teams win. What do you think? Um, the only thing is, I think Chris Paul, I guess I haven't been checking up on as much uh, on him, but hasn't he been playing well for them? And so if their goal is to still continue to make a run at the postseason, if he's been playing well, then I don't know if they would be you know, thrilled to get rid of him like that. Well, that's okay. That's fine. But everybody has to make sacrifices. Okay. And if you're the <laughs> Golden State Warriors and you're looking towards the future, maybe it's slightly, look, you've got enough stars. You got, I mean, you, 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 
throw a rock and you hit an all-star there. Mm-hmm. I mean, stack them up. That was the whole thing. That was one of our bumps one time. So, th- th- you know, they can afford to lose someone if it means that they can retain Clay Thompson and keep that main core happy. Because Chris Paul's not part of the main core. But he saw right. he could solve an issue this season for the one. And I and I'm trying to think of a deal that a that a Mitch Kupchak who is trying to save his job would do and also not hurt the team long term. That's why to me, it's not like the ultimate deal that I would make, but it is the perfect deal for a front office that is both trying to save their job this season and set the team up for future success. Um, I came up with a crazy one. Do you want to hear another crazy oh, one? Oh, yeah, I, I love it. Forget this, this Brooklyn game. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares about this Brooklyn game? <laughs> yeah. Give me all the mock yeah. trades. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, are, yeah. by the way, by the way, we as a podcast, we are not beneath this. We are not beneath the Zach Levine talk because it's fun. Because in a season like this, I want to talk Zach Levine. I want to talk trades. I want to talk the future because mm. I have a positive vision of the future. I don't think the front office does for some reason. I have a positive vision of the future and I want to see that enacted. So we as a podcast, I'm just going to tell you right now, we're not, you know, we're not fishing for clicks, but we are not beneath talking about this. No, no, we are not. All right. So I'm putting it in the trade machine now just to see exactly how it would work but it would be very close and uh i that's the think trade machine we're gonna try this trade this trade is successful with the picks of course needing to come in okay. so this is what it would be this one is truly sicko i'm gonna throw up behavior um how about trading gordon hayward to uh-huh. a team that has been linked to him and like thought processes from national pundits the philadelphia 76ers Ooh. okay uh-huh. and and in order for you to not bring on any more money in the future, what you could also do is bring back Marcus Morris, blah, <laughs> 17 million. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. $17 million he's going to make, but just this year. So it's right off twin the or wrong twin. Is that the right yeah. twin or the wrong twin? <laughs> yeah. Marcus Morris, you bring him in and talk about bringing people home, Doug. Wait. Yeah. No. The guy they just acquired Hold in a on. trade with James Harden. Are you kidding? Bring me? him back. Bring him back. Nick Patum. <laughs> <laughs> bring back. Bring back. <sighs> Nick Patum. Marcus Morris. I'm dry and heaving. trade picks. There's nothing the, coming out. And the 2024. Because <gasps> Philadelphia, I was checking this out too. Philadelphia does own their 2024 first rounder. <laughs> and so if you got the first round pick. Yeah, man. The Hornets, um, the yeah. Hornets should just swap Nick Batum and Gordon Hayward for the rest of eternity. That should I be mean, the NBA rules. Should be somehow Gordon Hayward and Nick Batum have to swap places. Well, it's, it's like a right. Freaky Friday for um, terrible forwards. Well, it's only right because with with Nick Batum now, I shouldn't say terrible. Disappointing. They're not you, terrible. They're good basketball players in their own right. They're just um, disappointing. You thought you were done paying Nick Batum. You thought you were done with the, the stretched clause, but no, you brought him back and now you're actually paying him again for the fourth straight year, except now he's playing for your team. Those are the trades that we came up with. Roast wow. us. Roast us. We deserve <laughs> or aggregate us. I would like I would like Michael <laughs> yeah. Scotto to yes. pick that up on Hoops Hype. Yeah. Oh man, it was the DeAndre Ayton <laughs> time that I got aggregated like it was an actual thing. Like, no, I just yeah, that's not what happened. It was weird. All right. We got one more segment to go. Maybe we get to the Brooklyn game. We also have a surprise segment coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. 
I have no clue what's coming up, to be honest with you. But don't go to sleep on us because Eric Collins told you not to. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We love FanDuel. We use them for Bet the Buzz. Doug, if you want to pull up that line for me in just a moment, I can go to you and then we can see what that line is for Hornets and Nets. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and even more than that. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season and tip off the NBA season. Uh, what you got for me, Doug? What does FanDuel have as far as the spread for this Nets-Hornets game? You want to give it a guess? I would go Nets favored by six and a half. Oh, so close. Nets favored by eight. The over-under set at 225. And would you like to guess the top Hornet score? Who is most likely to score 10-plus points for the Charlotte Hornets? Well, it was Terry Rozier against the Knicks. And so my guess was Miles Bridges. I'll go with Miles again since Terry didn't have the greatest scoring night. So let's go, Miles. So Miles is uh, favored actually to score 15 plus points for the Hornets, but they've got Brandon Miller as your kind of lock okay. to score 10 plus points for the Hornets. And I don't think that's a bad lock because no. he had a good game in the first contest against the Nets. And I think they're going to look to him more and more for some off ball scoring, as we talked about in the last episode. All right, get to FanDuel. Put those in. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you can continue on with the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL but also squeeze in some NBA. One more segment to go. Locked on Horn. Doug, I just want to apologize to the people for how truly sick that segment was. I, <laughs> I will, just, I will was, never apologize for being true. sick. No, no, you don't. No, you are accused of never being accountable. Don't, don't apologize now. I will apologize for how sick that segment was. And by the way, before we end, I, I did want to say thank you to everybody that, uh, showed us the picture, tweeted at mm-hmm. us with your Spotify wrapped. I, I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, it was the most amount of screenshots that we got for Spotify rap season. Um, I, I, I think we got so many with us being your number one listen in your top four. Maybe we'll lose to Bill. Okay, Bill Simmons, we'll lose to you on at least one okay we'll lose to a couple people every now and then but a lot of us uh a lot of you had us as your number one listen and man whew, it's gonna get dusty in here but we appreciate the listeners it's all the love in the world that allow us to do what we do so we appreciate the hell out of you uh the right thing to say here is that it's it's humbling to see that but in all honesty it's not humbling at all okay um, yeah. it gives me a huge head uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you just continuing to feed my confidence and because um, it allows me not to apologize. You cannot take accountability. You cannot be held accountable for something if you never apologize. That's what politics and professional sports continues uh, to teach me. I'm just learning the lessons of the things that I cover. There you go. Doug learning and every day the, the, the head is getting bigger because he's learning, but also the ego is growing. What is this surprise segment you speak of, Doug? I don't know if uh, all of our listeners or if any of our listeners know this because we don't talk about it a lot. Uh, Walker has many jobs in this industry. He's obviously on WFNZ, but I don't know if you know this. He also calls games 
for Queens men's basketball. And recently he got an opportunity for a big call. Queens going up against, is it the rival Gardner-Webb? Is that a no, big rivalry not rival, game? but maybe like a budding rivalry. Yeah, I was serving as the color analyst alongside Nick Kloss on the call. And so, yeah, that did happen last night. Yeah, and they the, so the, the situation here is that uh, Queens men's basketball got a big, t- it wasn't a buzzer beater, but it almost was a buzzer beater. It was a game-winning shot, and Walker got to be part of the call. So the first voice you hear will be Walker's partner on the call, Nick, and then you'll get a little dose of Walker. Here we go. Wow. McLaurin for the win. Splash! 83 to 80.9 seconds on the clock. That bucket not so quiet, Nick. B.J. McLaurin continuing to deliver for this Queens team. We saw him do it last year. Who better would you want to shoot that three-point shot than somebody already experienced in game winners? Okay, there you go. go. So there was the game-winning call. That bucket, not quiet, Nick. is great. So give give us the context there. Why yeah. was why was that? Because obviously uh, Nick said something to the effect of that there was a quiet bucket. Yeah, well, no, it it wasn't even Nick. It was me who, so BJ McLaurin scored a career high last night. Stretch big, very good three-point shooters. You could see there by the stroke. And so he had gotten to 20 or 19 or 20 at the time. And I had said, believe it or not, this actually has been a quiet total for Ah. BJ McLaurin, despite approaching his career high. And then as soon as I say that, the next possession he nails the game winner, and that's why I say that bucket, not quiet, Nick. And then you see the replay, and I break that down. So, yeah, that was the call. That bucket, not so that. quiet, okay, Nick. Know. A little weird. A little weird that you brought that up, but I appreciate it. Thank you for the surprise segment. Well, I just want, to, I just want folks to know that you are a multifaceted talent on this show, and I, and I really wanted to um, ask you how you felt about that call. Did you feel like you nailed it? That bucket, not quiet, Nick. I like that. I I thought it was sharp, and I want to play it many times on this show in the future. I'm just (laughs) going to get you ready for that. That bucket not quiet, Nick. That bucket not so quiet, Nick. I think maybe because – so what you didn't show, at least I didn't think you showed it there. I couldn't hear the audio at first. But with at the end, they start going over the replay, and then so I start breaking it down. I might have talked too much at the end, but (laughs) but that's the only thing. Like – Maybe a little too much, but I overall I think it was okay. I I'm with you. I like the the context driven line. If you've been watching, most of the time people will tell you to give a standalone call. But I don't know, man. I, I'm a radio podcast guy. Like I I like doing color analyst work. I just I'm gonna try to do the creative thing, and that seemed to be more creative than trying to give you a standalone call. And so that's what happened. By the way, last thing on that call. I, the nicknames, you know, you and I, we both love rolling with it. You came out with a top 30 list that ended up being like top 28. Cause I think we're going to get to that, it. by the way, we yeah. are going to get to no, that. Sure. It is, uh, it's on deck. Don't worry about it. Um, Dayton Alberry had one of the craziest dunks I've ever seen on someone uh-huh. in, in, in person. It was, I mean, it was as disrespectful a dunk as I've ever seen live or close to it. Right. Certainly at the college level, Dayton Alberry came up with a nickname on the fly the Dayton Flyer you like that Mm -hmm. I like it yeah we got that one in there too that's what I was most proud of that bucket not quiet Nick next time Nick Richards hits a big shot I mean that's just a guarantee (laughs) that bucket not quiet Nick all right Um, all right so Brooklyn you got some thoughts on this Nets game tonight important must win (laughs) yes 
all of them are must wins now. Every game is extremely important. I, I do think that. So if the Hornets lost the first game to the Wizards because the Wiz went five out and they got exposed, it actually was because the Nets did it the first time, right? So the Hornets made amends against the Wizards by getting. And it looks like Walker's computer has died as he moved to a second location because of the construction. A perfect ending. And it, really, this is what I get uh, for praising Walker's, for taking a segment to praise Walker's professionalism, his multifacetedness, his ability to be ready for the big moment. Of course, that's when his computer dies. So here we go. Once again, up to me to carry the sicko segment, the third segment. And I'll give you a few of my thoughts on Brooklyn. Uh, number one, Brooklyn is your quintessential NBA average team right now. Nine and eight record around 114 offensively uh, in terms of their rating around 114 defensively, a net rating of almost zero well-balanced team. Now, the if you remember the first meeting against Brooklyn was during the time when LaMelo was struggling. So didn't score a lot of points. If you're looking for some hope that the Hornets could function offensively in a game without LaMelo, this would be the game to hope because they scored nearly 125 points against Brooklyn in uh, that first meeting. The problem was they allowed the Brooklyn Nets to score 130 plus because Brooklyn, unique situation. They were without their starting center and starting power forward. It forced the Nets to go small, and and they took it to the Hornets in transition early in that game, if you remember. They gave Mark Williams all the dunks and said, you're not going to shoot threes, and uh, that really threw the Hornets for a loop. They did not adjust until too late in the game. Um, and that was a big discussion point around that game. So totally different situation here. They're going to be without Cam Thomas, their big-time leading scorer. They're going to be without Ben Simmons, whose size can give the Hornets a lot of problems up front. Uh, so those are both two advantages for the Hornets. They're also going to be without Dennis Smith Jr., who unfortunately is not going to get uh, that revenge game opportunity uh, because he sprained his back. He's going to be out for a while. So unfortunate for Dennis Smith Jr., who was like just by the numbers – it doesn't look great, but I mean, if you read up on what he's done for Brooklyn while he was available, he was a key playmaking piece for them off the bench. Um, he has done good things for Brooklyn. Sad that the Hornets could not uh, retain him because they certainly could use some good point guard play right now in the absence of LaMelo Ball. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much uh, for hanging with us here for another episode. We will, we will be back tomorrow to recap this game against the Brooklyn Nets and give you any updates on any kind of trade rumors because we are not beneath that as a show. Thanks. Go check out Locked On NBA. Uh, go check out uh, our sponsors, Game Time, FanDuel, all the people that make this show happen. Until next time, go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. That bucket, not so quiet, Nick.